Hey man, there's this band I love And I know you love them too But you're just shaking your head Like you haven't got a clue but What are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea Start a podcast and talk about it While sipping on a beer You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Alan. Hey, Kirk. We are back. We're again. back. We haven't moved very far because, as you probably guessed by now, well, actually, I've said it on the podcast. We record two episodes we at do. a time. But uh, you guys, I want to say to welcome back. Thanks for listening. We really Thank appreciate you guys. it. Thank you. You all. Yes. So I don't. Awesome. I mean, I can't give you any updates on listenership between last episode and this one because we record them at the same time, but we really appreciate it either way. Um, sounds like you're telling your friends, telling your family, probably still telling your fifth grade teachers. <laughs> um, and, you know, what really helps is if you rate us and you review us. Say whatever you want in that review. Uh, if you want to copy down the first chapter of Moby Dick, you're more than welcome to. As long as you rate us five stars, the way that algorithm works on Apple Podcasts is uh, five stars gets us pushed up the uh, up the charts. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. In the past, I've said I don't care how many people are listening. I think I care well, because I keep it, mentioning you know, it's it. It's fun to see that number go up. It, it is. is. And it's fun it's... to see where, where people are coming from, too. Uh, we, you know, we've started to get our international listeners, and uh, and we'd like to see uh, uh, many countries represented. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Love you it. know, that's a nice segue into what we're drinking. <laughs> so last episode, we talked about how we've really only been drinking, like, Oregon beers. But in celebration of our first international listener we've decided to go to what is it kirk jolly old ireland jolly old ireland. isn't that what you said <laughs> uh we're drinking the guinness stock uh it's been aged in bullet bourbon barrels so <laughs> i forgot to check the abv on this uh on this bad boy i have a feeling it's up there i'm probably gonna get a little silly that's all right by the that's end of the podcast but you know we are, we are also a couple of beers in already from the last <laughs> the last episode. So, uh, disclaimer right now: if there's any language, uh, it's not going to be from the album, as far as I know. There's no 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 words on the album. No. Um, probably from us. It will be from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we're not here to talk about our language. We're not here to talk about beer. We're here to talk about music, Kirk. Yes. So. Uh, I love you know me, that? me too. I, really I love it enough to start a podcast about it with right. one of my good, good friends. There you go. Uh, what have you been listening to this week, Kirk? Uh, I've been listening to the same album that I've been listening to since. Oh my goodness, how old have I have been? 1992. I've been listening to Blind Melon's self-titled Blind uh, Melon. I've never heard it. <laughs> you know, I'm actually not surprised because it's pretty old. Yeah, I was four in yeah. 1992. I was four years old. Uh, I know the big one, No Rain. Yes, but, uh, everyone knows that song. Before uh, my research into this album, that's that's the only song I'd ever heard, really, by 
by them. Uh, I, I've heard the title Mouthful of Cavities thrown oh, around, but yes. I know that that's not on this that's album. That's the next album, yes. So, um, I have no zero to no knowledge about Blind Melon other than this album uh, and just a couple of times I've listened to it sure. in preparation for the for the pod. Yeah, yeah. So what what can you tell me? What can you tell me about this so, this uh, this jaunty oh boy. little band? So like I said, I you know I uh, I had this cassette tape in '92, and I think I wore it out. I remember cassettes. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Obviously, um, I and I still play this album tape. I mean that's well that's what we're doing. So if you haven't caught on, like. Everything we do, even if it's from 1992, it's something we still listen to. Absolutely, so we're not we're not going back and listening to albums that, yeah, we used to. No, we're still like these are things we still jam like consistently. So, yes. yes. So, uh, Blind Melon, this was their first album, fronted by Shannon Hoon, who will we'll talk about at length as we go along here. Yes. R.I.P. Shannon Hoon, the late Shannon Hoon. Um, Brad Smith on bass, Rogers Stevens. Well, sorry, yeah, Rogers Stevens. How dare he have two last right? names yeah. <laughs> for a for <laughs> a for a full name? <laughs> tripping me up here. Uh, on lead, uh, Christopher Thorne rhythm and Glenn Graham on drums. Um, and little research I did. Well, no, I didn't do. I did actually quite a bit of research. Didn't find a whole lot, but uh, sounds like a lot of them have not done much sense uh in fact one guy i think is a lawyer now anyway um yeah recorded in seattle produced by uh rick parashar yeah i'm saying that correctly all right what else has he done he has done actually a lot especially in the seattle scene in fact he was the founder of the london bridge um studio all right where this is recorded he did allison chains yes temple of the dog all right Pearl Jam. Yeah. Nickelback. Um, uh, three Doors Down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Melissa Etheridge. What? <laughs> and Bon Jovi? Yo, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> he's um, had quite the career. Yes, he has. <laughs> and R.I.P. for him, too. Sorry, oh, is he no longer with us? Yeah. I probably shouldn't laugh if it is body of work then. Well, yeah, because I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he's, uh, he is <laughs> no longer. But, but, I mean, some great stuff. Though. Yeah. A lot of bands that I... You know, along this about the same time, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. The the first three you you named, I'm I'm behind. Pearl Jam mostly. Uh, not too familiar with Temple of the Dog or Alice in Chains' catalog, but I I know what they've contributed to music. <laughs> the other four. <laughs> yeah. No. I. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and I did have one other was Dinosaur Junior, who I love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Jay yeah, Mascus. Yeah. Oh, I love Jay Mascus. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have much else? Just on. I, so one thing I found was that during production they used some outdated amps and some okay. audio recording equipment. They wanted a more, I guess, pure sound. They didn't want it to be super polished. And that definitely, that definitely shows. Oh, it does. And I was gonna say I did have that um, a little later here, but yeah, uh, that they they actually used no modern. I would say for the time for, for 1992. 1992 yeah, yeah. Uh, they used no modern. Uh, you know, effects on yeah. the album. So it was cool, cool. it was very bare bones, which was pretty cool. It was pretty hipster of them. Um, I did have one. 
(laughs) 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 Hipster before the hipsters were a thing. So Um, meta hipster. I did find a cool uh, little factoid here that I did not know. What's that? That Shannon Hoon, when he was recording this, was invited to the studio uh, by Axl Rose. Yes, I wrote that down too. Okay. And he actually sings backing vocals on a couple songs on... Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Yeah. Which I had no idea. Yeah, the best known being Don't Cry, and he yes. was actually in the music video for that song. Yeah, and I, I had no idea. I don't give a shit about Guns N' Roses, so there's no way that I knew that. Um, I used to, so in, in high school, about this time, well, I wasn't quite in high school yet, but I was a Guns N' Roses fan. Okay. But I did not know any of this. You were a Guns N' Roses fan when it was appropriate to be okay, one? yeah, that is <laughs> true. So you're forgiven. Anybody who is like die, like ride or die GNR fan now, get with the times. Hey, I'm wearing my Axl Rose uh, bandana. You on are my head right now. You are. It doesn't really go well with your Father John Misty T-shirt. It doesn't actually. But, you know you you love that Guns and Roses. What are we doing? We're already silly. We By go. the way, this go. beer is delicious. Is we purposely good. didn't take a drink of it until we were recording so we could get no, uh, get our our pure reaction to it. Uh, it's Guinness. I didn't think it was going to be this good, but the bullet barrels make yeah, it pretty no, tasty. It's the whiskey. It's the whiskey. Kirk, what? we're not here oh, to no. talk about beer. Wait. Why are you letting me do oh. this? <laughs> can we just start the Dang. album? Let's just start the album, shall we? All right. Track number one. I'm sorry. I'll I'll say please. (laughs) Kirk, may we please start the album? Soak the sin. I really could not find a whole lot of information on the songs themselves. I don't know if that has to do with this being a, a, a fairly old album. It, it might also have to do with the fact that you know they didn't have more than a couple of albums, as far as I know, with yeah. with the untimely passing of Shannon Hoon. Uh, they just I don't think they were around long enough to. Yeah, I kind of think that's part of it. Uh, they did. Yeah, they did the two big albums with Shannon Hoon. And then I think the remaining members did uh, an album named after his daughter, Nico. Okay. Uh, which I never, you know, I mean, once Shannon was gone, I was. I was right. Honest. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, he's, nobody sings like him. Oh, uh, He's got such yes. a great sounding voice. Uh, it's very unique. Uh, it is similar to Axl Rose, and that's where I found that, <laughs> oh, that, re- that research. But not sure. in, like... A bad way, and sure, uh, and sure. I've got some comments on on later on who else he sounds like. Okay, okay. Um, that cool. I'll, that I'll get into. This is a really great opener. It's very jam. So, it's yeah. very jammy. So I would say that this band in general, well, especially on this album, is very 
jammy. And that's where I have uh -oh. uh, uh -oh. I have a problem. <laughs> so, oh, oh, boy. Uh -oh. Um, but, uh -oh. but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. And let me admit that I will say, and especially listening to this uh, for this podcast a little more, uh, you know, with critical, as I, more critically than I would normally, is I was like, this isn't really something I would normally listen Like, the sound of it. The yeah. jammy sound. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of jam bands. Me either. Uh, like Fish? No. Who? I, yeah. Who's putting on Fish and having a good time? <laughs> or like, what is it? String Cheese Incident? Oh, the String Cheese Incident. Yeah. You know, see, stuff like that has never been it my was never my. It was never my jam but i think this just came out at the right time you know 92 and yeah they, it, the sound kind of set them apart from everybody else at the time yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes for sure and yes this whole album has a very you know kind of jam band kind of a little south southern rock yes a little yeah um, yeah like leonard skinner almost yeah, and they're from miss like a lot of the band the members are from mississippi so it makes sense yeah so yeah not necessarily you know like the hippie part of it like not wouldn't necessarily usually be my thing, but yeah, no. I I love this album. I love you know love speaking of speaking <laughs> of of hippies. I love that that's kind of how they got the name for the band. Um, it came from like Mississippi hippies. Oh, that was fun to say. Uh, and then there's a blues musician from the 20s named Blind Lemon Jefferson. And then there's also a Cheech and Chong character yes, okay. named Blind Melon Chitlin. Yes, I saw the, the, so. the Cheech and Chong reference I saw mentioned a couple yeah. times. So, and yeah. Who doesn't love Cheech and Chong? Hell, yeah. You know? I was watching Cheech and Chong when I was probably a little too young to be. Me but, too. You know? For sure. <laughs> Up in smoke. I should oh, not God, have been yeah. allowed to watch it. Oh, I didn't man. understand most of the jokes, <laughs> but it made me laugh. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I right. just knew they were supposed to be funny. So. Yeah. All right. Well, songs songs over. Let's let's move it on to track number two, Tones of Home. It's the first single. find a whole lot on you know on this song it's it's kind of your typical run of the mill they don't understand me yeah tune. okay yeah i could um, see that <laughs> the first thing i wrote about the song was another jam song uh oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what i was getting into apparently <laughs> when i started listening <laughs> to this album i was like okay first song like i can i can get it you know it's a it's an opener it's got to be it's got to be kind of upbeat and then the second song, I was like, "Wait, is this is this the same song?" <laughs> okay, you know, now that you're talking about this, I, I'm getting thoughts. And when I first listened to this album, '92, I I had no knowledge of jam bands. No, of course not. No. Um, in fact, I was not even a fan of um, oh geez, what is that band? You know, the Grateful Dead. Oh yeah. Like, I wasn't even a fan of that. So 
I thought their symbol was cool. Oh, yeah, the dancing bear. No, I was talking about the skull. Oh, the skull. Yeah, yeah okay. Either. <laughs> but, but I think maybe listening to this without knowledge of jam bands, I don't know. It, it is the definition of a product of its time. Sure. Because this, because it sounded so different from everything else, was exciting. You know, oh, it was sure, a it was sure. a throwback to classic rock. Yes. Much yes. like, you know, there are a lot of bands out today that are kind of a throwback to like new wave from the eighties. I mean you oh you, goodness, you yeah. borrow uh-huh. from your inspirations. Yes. And so of course it, it's it, it was an exciting thing for you to hear. Again, I was four <laughs> yeah. so I don't have any recollection whatsoever of most of this album, but for for a young man like yourself I get it. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. So, shall so, we? We shall. Track number, I track number three. Third single. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I I I wrote down, lovely. The the intro is yeah. is is lovely, um, and I think it really it gives you a glimpse into the range of the band and kind of uh, things to come from this album. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I could see that. Um, it's it's a good example of of some classic rock uh, sensibilities, especially in in the solo in this album or in this song. Um, and I think this this song could be a potential playlist pick for me. Okay, nice. All right. I'm I'm not gonna. Let me just get this out of the way right now. I'm not gonna pick No Rain. No, please don't. <laughs> like, I okay. I love that song, but I've heard it so fucking much. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes. It's even, not going on the playlist. <laughs> even when I listen to this album, I skip that. I skipped it. So I mean, <laughs> I've heard it so many times. I'm like, there's literally nothing. I could nothing more I could get out of this or say about yeah, it. Sure. Um, I would wonder. So now I kind of wonder. So my friend Eric sent us one of the first emails we had. Not Quaid. Quaddy. Quaddy. <laughs> and he one of his album suggestions was their second album. And I. Wonder, That's right. It was. Yeah. 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 So I wonder. So this this their second album was a little less jam bandy i fucking hope so and i kind of wonder if i had picked that album what your impression you know may have changed it's just for me like this i like both albums but 
like I just adore this album. Yeah. So I just curious because well, the second album did sound different. So. I mean, it is on it is on the list of suggestions. So I would I would you know I wouldn't be surprised if we got to it at some point. Okay. So I'm I'm interested as well, uh, and I think I am interested enough that I want to listen to it as soon as possible but for the sake of the podcast I'll, I'll hold off okay, interesting alright sounds good to me let's uh, let's move it on Go move it along paper scratcher track number four Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I that I have written down is that a lot of their songs sound alike to me. Okay. But then there's always surprising elements to them that kind of set them apart. So the chorus, the harmonies in that chorus, especially, uh, is an example of that. I um, think I could I think I could really see the the similar sounding songs because they really don't and I and I, venture far. I think they don't in their and, sound. and I hear it most in. The drums. Uh, okay. Sorry, sorry to uh, Glenn Graham. Uh, it's it's that it seems to be a variation of the same beat that do do da do do da do da do do do. Okay. You know. Okay. Which you know, it's it's easy to play. It's easy to kind of change a little bit to make it seem different enough. But there's there's always something that comes along that makes me keep listening. Okay. And I don't necessarily get through an entire track, but I get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is what's different about it that that I can, you know, I can tell the difference. I can't tell the difference track by track at the very beginning of the song. They all, they just sound the same to me. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah. when the chorus, I was I was pleasantly surprised by the chorus in this one because I'm like, oh, okay, no, that's a nice sound. All right, cool. More we get through this, I kind of wondered if I should have chose the second album. Well. But okay, no. Like I said, we'll we'll get to it. It's on the list. Okay, let's let's, let's put that in our back pocket. Yeah, let's put a pin in that. Okay. Let's move on to track number five. Dear old dad. something on 
this song. I'm glad because I have nothing written down okay. other than sounds like everything else. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the, well, the only thing I found is that um, he apparently wrote it as kind of a criticism that uh, a girl that he was dating uh, left him because of her family's religion. Okay. And so All it's right. kind of a, you know, he's talking about her dear old dad uh, okay. kind of must have, I guess, stepped in. And so he just wasn't happy about that, I guess. Yeah, that that that's frustrating. I can imagine. Well. But, <laughs> are, we, are we done with this one? <laughs> well, like I said, I could not find a whole lot uh, song by song except for uh, kind of this later part of the album now i got some more notes so well, all right all right so now we're going to go to one of my favorite songs of theirs this was ever. a good song i will give them that it's and, the I, I, and i will preface this by saying that this is actually the first song that shannon hoon ever wrote he did before he was even in Flymel. yeah so that's crazy track so. number six is change it's the fourth single A sucker for harmonica. That's fair. I don't feel the sun's coming out today. Staying in, it's gonna find another way. Yeah. As I sit here in this misery, I don't think I'll ever know, Lord. Seen the sun from here. Uh, he wrote it after a three-day coke binge. Yes, and <laughs> it's funny that so he wrote it when he was with a band, a fairly a glam metal band. Okay, called Stiff Kitten, S T Y F F K Y T T E N. Yeah, because you got to throw in random <laughs> you vowel do, replacements be, if it's yeah, a glam uh-huh. glam metal. Uh, so I I found that he. He played it a lot for his mom. Uh, she grew very fond of it, and his gravestone is actually inscribed with some lines from uh, from the verse. So I know we can't all stay here forever. So I want to write my words on the face of today, and they'll paint it. Yes, love it's that. a it's it's a good song. It's you know, I I so when I said before that he sounded like Axel, um, and I was gonna come back to that uh so i realized when i listened to this uh even though i said he's got a unique voice which is still true he takes the best parts i think uh or or at least it has the qualities the best qualities not necessarily that he takes them but it has the best qualities of of voices like axel or i got a lot of rod stewart and even like uh janice joplin um so i love his voice and i i love his range yeah um, 
I, I, I never thought Axl Rose, but now that you said that, I do hear it. Just a little bit. Um, but I think maybe I never, like I said, yeah, I liked Guns N' Roses, but yeah. they were, I think genre-wise, they were so different. I guess I didn't. Yeah, um, so I, I said it's a sweet song, and I wrote down that it's a nice inhale. Okay. From the upbeat, kind of jammy sounds oh, of the yeah. rest of the album. It's a nice break from all of that. Sure. So, um, you know, speaking of break, <laughs> oh. I did not plan that segue at all, but here we are. Alan, would you like to take a break? I would. Oh, I would okay. love to. This is a great place to, to stop, especially since the next track is... The big one, the one everyone knows. So we'll we'll, everyone we'll, knows. we'll get back into uh, into okay. the album with a familiar tune. Here we go. We are back, and what a harrowing break oh, that was. We oh, had a, a close call with some behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did, I thought I just deleted everything. He he thought he deleted uh, last week's episode, which we obviously haven't edited or or put out yet so uh unless this is you, some weird unless, like time travel paradox <laughs> stuff going on here but unless you don't hear an episode next week then i deleted it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so luckily we're 98 percent sure pretty sure we're that okay it's, that it's so. gonna post this is gonna be fun to listen back on after that episode has oh, been posted man. god willing okay um so you know let's 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 get back to the task at hand here. Let's get to track number seven, which is No Rain. It was the second single from the album. I would be highly suspicious that you've never heard this. I think you would be lying to our faces if you told us you'd never heard it. to say are you really gonna are you really gonna go longer than that Um, (laughs) so i think this was a really excellent choice for the second single on the album because you've got you know the first single they released was tones of home Mm -hmm. and then you've got no rain which is the second single it's a nice change of pace this is a slower more introspective song compared to tones of home which again is very jammy very upbeat yeah so uh, I think it was a great choice. Um, and I think I do think it's a good song. It's just so overplayed. It is. It is and for sure. Um, yeah. This is this is one of the first music videos I ever remember seeing on MTV as a young young boy of four. Uh, yes, I remember the B Girl. B Girl, yeah, of course, famous, of course. Now, which is yeah. Um, so I did find that the song was written by the bassist Brad, and he kind of wrote it. About it's about depression. Yeah, and he wrote it kind of from the point of view of the girlfriend he had at the time that was going through depression, and she would complain about the sun being out and it wasn't raining, like she wanted it to rain. Misery loves company. Yeah, sure. So yeah, so that's that's the song. All right. I mean. You could read it's kind a, of an upbeat song for being, for about, being depression. about depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I had that written down as well. You know, it's uh, you know, you you can't say much more about this song than's already been said. Right. So we should move on to track number eight. Deserted. 
I didn't have much on this song. Oh, I mean, okay, I'm lying. I did anything on the song. So um, um, I, I'm glad that you, you started pulling up the Wikipedia page because you said something at the beginning of this episode that confused me. Okay. Um, and it it pertains more to the next song, actually. But um, you you said that it was recorded in Seattle, yes. And I was very confused because I thought they had recorded it in North Carolina. That was my bad. Um, okay, I just wanted to double so check because I, uh, I mean it's it, because on Wikipedia it just says some recording sessions took place there, so I wasn't sure if maybe they had done done both. But so uh, that is literally what I was double checking because the next song. The next song is Sleepy House, yeah. which is what they called the house they rented. In Chapel Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, yes, you're right. So I, I, I was double-checking that. and We're fact-checking yes. as we go, folks. Yes, yes. We're, we're, making, we're doing our job. We're, we're, we're making it But right. I was still right that um, Rick <laughs> Parashar started the London Bridge You were still... <laughs> I love that. But I was still correct. <laughs> I was. Parts God. of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I don't have much on this song, um, and then I guess the next song I just have that it is. So, so actually, before we move on, yeah, uh, sure. I I noticed like the intro and the verse to the song is, it almost sounds like very late '90s pop-ish to me. Oh, so okay. it was almost ahead of its time, uh, to me. Sure. Uh, maybe that's just what I'm getting out of it, but. Um, and then I wrote more jam sound <laughs> sigh. I just <laughs> well, and see, once again, that's part of this podcast is you have fresh ears on this. Yeah, I've been listening to this since literally 1992, mm-hmm. so my ears are definitely not fresh to what you're listening to. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I like that's what I like. You know, that's what I like to hear. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> I'm glad that's I could help you why, see the error of your around. ways. <laughs> All right. Let's go to that track, shall we? I just wanted you to hear a little bit of the, oh boy, and I, I know I'm going to butcher this, the sarangi? Yeah. That the, instrument that the, is... Yeah, I want to say it's Indian. Yes. Uh, and so apparently in my research, and I didn't know this, um, I always remember, you know, when I was younger, like just thinking, oh, that's a different sounding instrument. Yeah. And, um, but apparently it's played by a man named, oh boy. Sabri Khan, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'm not butchering that too bad. But yeah, uh, I'm not even gonna try. He apparently is is pretty famous. A for, prolific. Yeah, like that's what he plays is this sarangi. All right. And yeah, so it's pretty cool. You know, kind of a different, you know, world instrument there. And they play it uh, at the end of the song. The outro is uh, <laughs> a sarangi. 
uh, solo. Is it? I didn't make it that far. No, here, let me, <laughs> I, uh, I, sk I skipped it. <laughs> oh, you fucker. You can't. That's not. You don't skip on this. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry. Here, I'll. I'll uh, and uh, full disclosure, I skipped because I was really crunched on time as far oh, as research. Okay. I, okay. I really put it off this <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, so. <no. laughs> Don't worry, I I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> um, let, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip towards the end of the song here. Just so you yeah, let me hear this Sarangi solo, solo. <laughs> and then we'll move on to Holy Man. You timed that perfectly. That was I don't even know how I did that. I don't want to look this instrument up now and see I wonder, how they play it. I wonder how they even found this guy. No idea. <laughs> All right, here's here's track number ten. Holy man. Bongos. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough songs no. feature the bongos <laughs> these days. See, I think that song definitely has a almost 70s kind of classic rock, southern rock yeah. kind of sound to it. Yeah. For sure. Um, the only note I found on this one was that he was writing about uh, kind of a criticism of people that are very pious think and think, you know, I have my religion... And it's totally right, and everyone else is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All I thought of when I saw the title was Dane Cook. Y'all move, holy man. Wait, what is that? <laughs> it's that his, sounds really familiar. His joke about um, communion in the Catholic oh, Church. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think Dane Cook is not funny. I used to think <laughs> it was hilarious, but, you know. Y'all move, holy man. It's <laughs> Anytime you can quote Dane Cook is... Wow. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not good <laughs> and on that note wow. uh, track number welcome 11 welcome to the Dane Cook podcast yes <laughs> god no nope no 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 let's listen to track number 11 let's see to a tree
Did uh, <laughs> did he really say as I shit? Yes, he did. All right, so he's sitting on the toilet. I during guess the song. maybe when he wrote the song, counting shadows on the wall. Yeah. All I, you know, before the uh, the invention of the smartphone, I just read shampoo bottles <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> you should have been writing songs. That I one. should have been. I'm, I'd I would be at least as famous as Blind Melon. He's got now. another lyric. Boy, I don't. I think it's, is it in Sleepy House? Where he talks about peeing off the porch, and I, I think you can see me, is what he says. Oh. <laughs> so. I wasn't paying that much attention, I guess. Oh, I guess you were not. <laughs> so, that. yeah, I don't have anything on this. Um, yeah, All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Enough said. I, yeah. I mean, this dude. <laughs> tracked. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. If you guys know anything about Blind Melon, let us know. Let us know. Because we apparently <laughs> are failing hard on this. Podcast. Let us know at neverheardpod <laughs> at gmail.com. All you Blind Melon hardcore there fans. There you go. There you go. All right. Let us know. We'll move on to Drive. I said I had the cassette tape of this album. I think I got it the Christmas of 92, if I remember correctly. And I just remember playing Sega Genesis with my brothers and listening to this. Yeah? Yeah. That's kind of my, what I always think of. Nice. This song specifically? Well, not necessarily, but I don't know. I was just thinking of that as we were listening to this. Nice. Yeah. Um, this song probably would have been a playlist pick for me uh but i don't want to bring everyone down because it's a really <laughs> sad song uh it's about a friend of shannon hoon's wanting him to pick him wanting shannon to pick him up to score yes. some heroin yep he needed a ride um and i there is a a lyric about jet rag which is apparently where they worked and it was a yeah. secondhand clothing store you know um, we, you might have heard it underneath us talking, but there was a, a nice Jimi Hendrix reference yeah. in there. Um, they they borrowed the riff from one of the riffs from uh, "Wind Cries Mary." Just for a, nice, a second. Just yeah. for a second. It was uh -huh. a nice. That was a nice touch. Um, but yeah, this is a. It's a pretty song. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah. Bums me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was the what are they what do they say the penultimate track. Which brings us to the final track, track number 13. We got two 13-track albums in a row uh, with our really? last one. Well, oh, wow. okay, Billie Eilish is technically 14 tracks, oh, uh, but the first sure. one is just talking. So really, yeah. uh, that's the magic number for us. We love 13-track albums. love 13. So uh, let's go to that track, Time. Time. 
once again, I don't have, I couldn't find much on this song, but... I like uh, the, uh, the jangly country sounding guitar on this. It reminds me of like, uh, do you know Murder by Death? I don't. Murder by Death, uh, I saw them in concert once and they said, we only write songs about two things, whiskey and the devil. <laughs> so um, <laughs> okay. that kind of gives you an idea of the type of music they write. Uh, I, I picture myself in like a desert Oh, okay. Wearing sure. like a duster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Flicking a cigarette on the ground and and walking away from an explosion. Gotcha. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I will never be. I will never be that cool. That's dramatic. Uh, we made it, Kirk. We did. Uh, Thank goodness. Only, I was just gonna say the only. I was just gonna, you know. Poor Shannon Hoon, uh, he had his issues. He did. Uh, he died at 28 after a, apparently they had a, not a great show. He was trying to, um, he was trying to, you know, get his life in order. In fact, he had a rehab, um, what do they call it, specialist or, you know, uh, person with them on tour. And, yeah, he kind of disappeared and they found him. Yeah, dead of cocaine overdose, so, yeah. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't. Well. Yeah. <laughs> on that note. On that I note, <laughs> shall I give you uh, my final thoughts here? Yes, please, please, please. Um, so, I've said it before, I hate jam bands, and I think that this album could lean a little too far in that direction sometimes. Um the standout tracks for me are the ones where it, it slowed down and it, and it changed directions. Um, I'm, I'm pretty glad that we live in like the streaming era so that I can, I can pick the tracks that I like and ignore the rest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't hate the album mainly because the, the listening experience for me was worth it to find some songs that I really genuinely love now. Sure. Okay. So, and well, I, get, I, I, I hope my I hope it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be, Kirk. I, I wasn't I wasn't as <laughs> no, mean I, as I you honestly were. Honestly, totally get the jam band, kind of because I do not normally I almost as a rule do not enjoy jam bands. No. And even when I've gone back and listened to this, like I said, more critically, I'm like, man, this really doesn't sound like something I would normally listen to. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe part of that is nostalgia. I can't tell you because I can't. I can't listen to this and not like it. I love it. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Here we are. We made it. Um, oh, I need to do a playlist pick. So I you alluded to it. I I, li- I alluded to a couple, okay. and and I think out of those two, it was uh, it was, I wonder. Okay. Or Sleepy House. Gotcha. And okay. I, th- I think I'm going to pick Sleepy House. Nice. That's All a good. Right. That's a good tune. Yeah. So I that'll, agree. that'll that'll go on the playlist. Uh, another chance to inhale, take a deep breath. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And uh, reach out to us. Send us a voice message or an email. Both of those links are in the description for the episode uh as is the link to our official playlist where you can find uh the tracks that we pick from each album uh to put on there it's a 
It's going to be a nice little time capsule for us once we Absolutely. get a, a hefty so, amount in there. Yeah, and, and let us know your album picks. Now you've listened to us, you know, for this many episodes, you know what our tastes are, I think, to a certain extent. Yeah. You know what we've talked about, what we like and what we don't like. Let us know what you're listening to. Yeah. And, and we'll do an episode. We, you know... We love exploring and finding new things. So, you know, that's the the main reason this podcast even For exists. Sure. So sure. if you if you got something you think we'd at least appreciate exploring, send it along to us. And you mm. know what? Maybe if you got one, you're like, they're going to hate this. Do that, too, because <laughs> uh, we'll at least have fun bashing it. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I'm a Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> fan. I, oh, I've my God. One of the greatest done shows. my fair share of, of bashing. Yeah. We. The song was still going. <laughs> Six-minute song, that, that, that one. <laughs> it was. Um, that's it, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you all. I love you, Kirk. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> We're out of here.